already underway. I am your host, Jacob Lacey, joined by my co-hosts, as always, David Becker. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Aaron Hello. Han. Yeah, all right. We got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, BFG, a little bit about The Purge, and uh, also we're going to rank the Captain America movies. But first, we're going to talk about a superhero shared universe that uh, maybe isn't doing so hot as much as uh, Captain America is, and that's uh, DC. Dear Blade, you will. Boys, mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. So what we're gonna do first, we're gonna we're gonna run through the list of their movies in this shared universe that uh, that have come out already, and we're gonna look at those, uh, say our feelings on them. There's only two, but uh, then we're gonna look at their future and see how they're maybe not uh, picking the best or making the best decisions as far as their properties are concerned. But first, guys, Man of Steel. How do we how do we feel about Man of Steel around here? Yeah, yeah, you know that's that's about it. <laughs> I thought they spent so much time on Krypton and Man of Steel. I was like, okay, like we understand. Let let's get it moving. And also, like that that ending fight scene was like half the movie. There's such I think long I ending think you're definitely misjudging the time yeah. spent on both of those. For yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. So basically, he's on Krypton for half the movie, and then the other half is just a fight <laughs> sequence. That might have made a better movie, actually. You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I really like that the end fight sequence, but I do. But I was just like, yeah. There's just that one shot that's just I always see it. I'm like, yes. When he's just, Zod and him are flying through the city, he just punches him, and then he, like, flies up to him and punches him again. It's like, oh, I don't know why that shot is so cool to me, but it's nice. It looks like they copied it for Injustice 2. That's uh, Superman Super, I think. Interesting. Which is cool. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I really like Man of Steel, honestly. Um, it does have its, its downsides, of course. Like, um mostly all mostly all of it like um, savage is it a good movie or not Lacey? you got pick up your mind it's here's the thing i like it but i don't think it's a good movie same with batman v superman i really like batman v superman i'd go far as to say i go i would go so far as to say i loved batman v superman but i know it's not a good movie like i'm not deluding myself and being like oh masterclass in cinema right here but um, Man of Steel is a is a good enough movie. It's, it's fun. And it does what it needs to do. It uh, they kill Zod, which is that's cool. I like when they do that. Maybe yeah, sure. Just kind of snap his neck and yeah. Well, basically, my thoughts on Man <laughs> of Steel was it's like I liked I liked most of it. I still like most of it. Like I love uh, Hans Zimmer's score. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I like the. Uh, I guess the uh, visual design of everything I thought was cool. Like all the stuff on Krypton, the super suits, all that stuff was yeah. fine. I liked the cast. And then, but then the thing I really did not like about Man of Steel was the script. And yeah, I. It's a little rough. I believe, yeah, I believe they said like 80% of it was the first draft. Like they they didn't change like 80% of it from no. the first right through, which is just the dumbest strategy 
for anyone writing scripts <laughs> is you definitely need at least one rewrite. Like, yeah. Well, but Aaron, do you not love the scene where Amy Adams is talking to Superman? She's like, on our planet, it's an S. Just the most clunky dialogue that is ever. Clunky you don't love the, that? Uh, when, like, after Zod's destroyed, like, all of Metropolis, and then they're, like, kissing on the graves of millions of people. And then <laughs> and then she's like, you know, they say it's all downhill after the first kiss. And then he's like, uh, I think that only counts when you're kissing a human or whatever. And it's just, like, such a terrible, clunky line. And it's coming at such an awkward point, like, in the film. <laughs> Like, like, like the kiss yeah, there was yeah. awkward enough as it is, and then they throw that really clunky line in there. Yeah, well, if there's one thing Zack Snyder is known for, it's the great dialogue in his movies. So, uh, I really, I like Man of Steel. I, I like I, my comp- my only two complaints were that Krypton took too long, and the fight. Like, I love an ending fight fight scene in all movies except Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> well, right, but um. I don't know. I feel like it just like dragged on too long. But yeah, I like Hans score. Hans Zimmer's score. Um yes. yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah, Man of Steel again. It did what it had to do, I think. It made a lot of missteps along the way. But uh yeah. But then there was Batman v Superman and it proved that you can make the best movie ever made. Starring Batman and Superman. Best movie ever made starring them. No, actually, that's not true. Best live-action movie ever Okay, then, then you got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman v Superman, I, I really enjoy. I, I, like I said earlier, I would go so far as to say that I love that movie. Even though it has its flaws, and it definitely does, and it's uh, hard to look past some of them. But I feel like what's there, what's good that's there, is it it allows me to enjoy the movie more than I would hate it. Like, the score especially. Love, love the score in uh, Batman v Superman. Anytime Wonder Woman's theme comes on, it's awesome. Uh, Lex Luthor's theme's really awesome. Plus, I mean, you got the best Lex Luthor ever put to film. In Jesse Eisenberg, so I mean, what are, else? Are, are you done? Because I need to disagree with like everything you said there. <laughs> <sighs> Fine, go. Okay, starting. I actually didn't like that score. I mean, it's it's uh, oh. it's Hans Zimmer again, and he was working with uh, Junkie XL, I believe. He was working yeah. with also who composed like the Batman stuff because Hans Zimmer didn't want to do the Batman stuff so soon to the Dark Knight trilogy. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just. The the score didn't work for me. It it definitely lost like all that power it had in Man of Steel. Like Man of Steel, you got like these awesome. He like got a whole collection of like drummers to help him out, and it's like it's really kinetic, powerful score. And then the Ben Reese Man one just felt I don't know. It just didn't have like any energy or like I guess it was a bit disjointed too. Like just like the movie, you know, you just jumping well, from yeah. the well, Superman, <laughs> Batman, Lex Luthor, Wonder Woman themes, and they're all jumping around, mm-hmm. and, like, none of them have, like, a very strong connective tissue, you know. Okay, yeah, I could see that. There's no, like, main theme of the movie. Like, like the movie doesn't have a theme. Right. 
everyone else has respective themes, and then you hear that. Like, right, there's no, the like, screen, Batman yeah. and Superman theme. It's just Batman theme, right. Superman theme, Batman theme. And the Batman theme wasn't very good, right. in my opinion. It felt very derivative of what's come before in Batman and didn't do anything <laughs> yeah. unique about But don't fix what ain't broken, I guess. But you can still, <laughs> you can, you know, still carve your own place among all the That's composers true. that have That's done true. excellent Batman themes. David, do you like the did you like the score? Yes and no. Like <laughs> All right. Um, there we go. <laughs> like I, I enjoy Hans Zimmer, so like I did enjoy it. But a few things just Well, didn't even if you like Hans Zimmer, you don't have to like all of his scores. And that's why I said yes right. and no. <laughs> Bang. Oh. I don't I don't agree that Alright, I agree that it's disjointed, but I like loved Lex Luthor's theme, and I I really like Wonder Woman's theme. Actually, Wonder Woman's theme. I is enjoyed really good. Wonder. I think Wonder Woman's theme was the strongest piece of the score. Yeah, but also just because it comes in at such a an awesome time in the film when she just kind of falls from the sky somehow. Don't really know. But how even that happened, even then, but... that score that uh, theme is very derivative of what people have been done, doing with Wonder Woman for like the past decade or so, and that's just you know the electric guitars, like just a bunch of electric guitars, and that's like all they do. You know. All right. Well, now that you've torn up that point, what? Oh yeah, I also wanted to push back against done? Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Who is he's amazing. not? He's not. Uh... <sighs> yep. Yes, it's just yes. I don't understand what they were thinking with that direction that they took the character. That it's awesome. Like the whole like what what about the scene where he's just like sticking a Jolly Rancher in some dude's mouth for no reason? That's awesome. How is that awesome? It's so because it's so like just like it's just it it weirds you out and you're like but this that, dude something's not right about this dude and like he's crazy a but little bit. He's not supposed to come off as crazy. Maybe not in the old ones, but this is a new telling. This is a new story. We but, have tons and tons of Lex Luthor stories see, that were. Lacey, as I believe you have, have told me one? many times, just because something's new doesn't mean it's good. <sighs> I'm not saying that it's. All right. I'm gonna go out and say I, I think I liked yeah. seeing a new interpretation of exactly, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna be like, oh, he did amazing. I thought I think Jesse Eisenberg's a good actor. I thought yeah, I would what, agree. What he was, the cards that he was dealt with, I think he played them what, as best as he could, and I enjoyed the new interpretation. And I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, this is a hill I'm prepared to die on. So well, we like, don't we don't need to spend Jesse a lot of time on this. We spent a lot of time on the no. score already. Yeah, and that doesn't That's even true. get into like um, some of the larger plot issues. Yeah, like how Lex Luthor's plan like the doesn't make any sucks. sense. It sucked, the Martha man. thing. The Martha. Thing I think sucks. there's a semblance, a semblance of a good idea there, but just the execution was <laughs> so terrible. Like, all right, so like I mean, I get left the, the... <laughs> he defended I have so to, hard. I have to. I well, like... I basically I think what they were trying to do there is like this idea that like super or Batman sees Superman as like so alienated from humanity which is a completely fair interpretation of the version of Superman that they presented. But, and so, like, right. but when he hears, like, the save Martha, that kind of, like, connective tissue, he's, like, realizing, 
you know, like, I couldn't save my mother, but I can save his. And, like, recognizing his humanity, you know, I'm just like him kind of thing. There's, I, it makes somewhat of a logical sense as a reason for them to form this bond, but then just the way <laughs> it didn't come up organically, the way they had the flashback to the murder of the Wades. Oh, yeah, that flashback it's is like, awful. We didn't need the scene in the first place. We especially don't need to see it twice in the movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Everyone so knows bad. the Batman origin. Well, yeah, there we go. You already start to see DC kind of fall a little bit from grace after Man of Steel, which everyone was like, okay, that's a movie. And now Batman v Superman. I think we're all much kinder to it than most everyone is on the internet. Like, everyone seems to hate Batman v Superman. It's probably just because it's the cool thing to do, hate on Batman v Superman. But um, but now, coming up, Suicide Squad, which I think looks outstanding. I saw the new trailer because, of course, it played before something. I was trying so hard not to watch it. But um, I think it looks great. I'm, I'm so excited for it. Harley Quinn is probably... Yeah, probably my favorite villain of, like, anything. Not anything, any comic book. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited for that a lot. What are you guys, what are you guys thoughts? Trailers look very good. I like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how his um, Deadshot is going to be. But I, I'm, I, I like it. I like what's com- hopefully to come. Aaron, you gonna hate on this one too, or? <laughs> well, no, not not entirely, because <laughs> okay. I do I do think the trailers have been good. You know, the, it looks fun, it looks funny, and it's it looks different. You know, definitely we've never had a film focused on the villains in in one right. of these major cinematic universes, so that will be fun. Right. The only thing that bugs me is still that. that damaged forehead tattoo on Jared Leto's Joker. I just can't get over that. I just can't get over how absolutely terrible that is and why they're still leaving it on even though everyone has already said how much they hated it. I mean, you you gotta give them some props for artistic integrity. Like, they wanted that, that's what they're going with, I guess. I think if Batman v Superman proved anything to DC Comics, it's that they should, you know... Listen, yeah. (laughs) Maybe not be so stubborn with listening to the fans. Right, right. But, um... Yeah, Suicide Squad comes out in August. That's awesome. But, that's the the main point that we wanted to get to here. We kind of want to go through a little bit about the back backlog of DC movies and one upcoming log. Upcoming log. Interesting choice of words for me. Um, But... What we really wanted to talk about, for the most part today, is the Justice League movie. Um, people have been getting on the set. We're learning more about it. Aaron, would you like to uh, lead into why you think that Justice League sounds bad? Right, so yeah, there were set visits going on this week. They finally hit the press on set or whatever, so some details came out. And then they were, there were some that I kind of liked, some that made it seem like they're heading in the right direction, but it's also going to be a very awkward transition for them. And then some details that I did not like at all. And so the first one of those is that they revealed that the main villain of the film is not going to be Darkseid, as uh, most people assumed based on uh, what they were setting up in Batman v Superman. But the villain is actually going to be Steppenwolf, who is 
another new god from Apocalypse, but he's like Darkseid's uncle. He leads the military on Apocalypse, but he's just he was he's never been a major villain in the comics. He's always been just like kind of a secondary antagonist to Darkseid. You know, like whenever they fought Darkseid, you know, Steppenwolf was kind of there as like a mini boss thing. And so it's just, it's right. an odd... <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> anyway. boss for you. So it's just an odd choice for a main villain. I don't know. I don't even know if you guys know who Steppenwolf is, really. No, yeah, I agree. I, I know of him. I've never read anything with him in it. But um, I agree that it's a really, really strange choice. Um, and I don't even know that going to Dark Side right away would have been their best idea. Because, like, I, like, like... Spoilers, we, we did this podcast once already, and <laughs> we, it didn't take. We didn't do all of it, we just did the beginning. Um, but, I I don't, we said earlier that everyone just kind of assumed it was going to be Darkseid for Justice League. I didn't assume it was going to be Darkseid, I thought it was going to be a, a, a smaller lead-in but to I mean, like, uh, Darkseid. In Batman v Superman, they have that old uh, dream sequence with Batman, well, and right. there's... But I figured that was going to be way later down the line. Well, I mean, like, why why set it up there? Since it was such an awkward scene in that film, it's just like it's so disconnected from everything else. Why put it in there if they weren't going to go to Dark Side? Because they're trying to set up a whole a whole trilogy, Aaron. Don't you understand? Right, so the trilogy would end. Setting up so the trilogies. trilogy would end with Dark Side if that's who they're setting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would be the third part of the trilogy, Justice League. No, it's not. Man of Justice Man League of trilogy? Steel, Batman v Superman, no, Justice League. No, that's no, that's what no, they're calling no, their trilogy. No, no. Are they really? Basically, oh, that's God. why they said Batman v Superman was so dark. They're like, oh, it's like the uh, Empire of the trilogy. Oh, never compare that <laughs> movie to the Empire Strikes Back. I don't know, David. What are your thoughts on Steppenwolf? This is the first time I've ever heard of this character. <laughs> <laughs> um. But like, what what would you have liked from Justice League? Because I don't know about I would have wanted Dark Side right away. I I don't know if I would have wanted Dark Side right away. I kind of agree with you on that, but I also don't know who like should be the main to replace Dark Side. You know what I mean? I would have to dive in Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go in deep on that what? one. <laughs> Gorilla Grodd or whatever his Gorilla name Grodd, is. Yeah. I always forget. But no, no, yeah, no. Who it should have been is. You know how uh, the first issue of the Avengers, they fought Loki, and then they fought Loki in the movie. So the first issue mm-hmm. of Justice League, they fought Starro the Conqueror, who is a, a giant purple <laughs> starfish from space that can control people's minds. <laughs> and that would have been... What if they just did that? That would have been what the perfect villain. Like... So, is there an episode uh, on Justice League Unlimited about that? Because I might have seen that episode. I th- Yeah, I think there is. I think so. He's, yeah. he's also um, in the background of one of the levels. Um, in Ju- yeah, 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 yeah. And is like a menagerie. Um, but yeah, I, where do we, we talked about a purple starfish. Where did we come off of that one? Off? What? Oh, who would we prefer to be the villain? Um, I would t- I would have taken like Bizarro. Bizarro's not a big enough threat for the whole Justice League. But like, what if they just do the whole like negative Justice the League? The Injustice League? Yeah, they just fight. fight but that would require a lot more setting up. No, what they better do the the Injustice League for the second. No, what they should they should have just had the Joker come back. 
Keep keep rebuilding the Joker. Dude, what if the Joker was the, the Joker main can't villain? Be the main villain for Justice League. That wouldn't I mean, work yes, at all. Yes, he can. <laughs> because oh. I was watching Justice League Unlimited, and no, no, it was actually the original Justice League. And one of the best episodes of that series was when the Joker was the main villain for that episode, and he had the entire Justice League searching around Las Vegas for bombs, and like it was such a weird twist, and like. The storyline was really good for that one because it, he he also had uh, the Royal Flush Gang helping him out, so, so it it worked out very well. But this in this uh, version of the Justice League, they would just let those bombs go. Oh, They'd yeah, be like, yeah. Screw it. This, yeah. Human life this means Justice nothing. League, yeah, isn't interested in uh, saving people, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes. It's all is it, jokes. Is it all jokes? Um, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Justice League, again, it, it sounds interesting. I'm excited to see, like a, like you said, they're going to split up well, or I whatever. I don't... We might have said that in the first. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't gone gotten to that. that yet. But they are going to split up. They're going to go look for mother boxes. And that sounds interesting to me. They're going to go, like, the Earth one or... Whatever humans. One, one was going to and humans, then, one was going to Atlantis, yeah. and one was going to uh, Themyscira. There we go. Thank you. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to maybe get get maybe Bruce Wayne and, and Wonder Woman together. Can we get that, please? Because we almost got it in the TV show, and it never happened. And That that, uh, about that conversation that. is one of the best in the, like, the entire show. I think you got into yeah. that episode, David, where, like, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman are, like, talking on the rooftop when, like, spying on some dude, and they're just, like, and she's, like, asking him why they don't date or whatever. And I forget what he's, I forget what Yeah, then she gets turned into a pig. Yeah, yeah, that's the episode where she gets turned into yeah, a pig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they just work together, and I feel like they're totally setting that up in Batman v Superman, which is exciting for me as someone yeah. who just thinks that works I'd for some it. reason. I'd ship it, I'd ship it. I'd, sh- I'd ship it, too. <laughs> Let's turn into Tumblr right now. <laughs> um, oh, Tumblr's already on it. But, yeah. Tum- Tumblr's already on it. Oh, they are? T- they would be. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, they're on, they're they're on, on every, every show. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all over you, the You ocean. can't create a ship um, that hasn't already appeared on Tumblr. <laughs> amen. Oh, yeah, like the Snape and Harry ships on, uh, on Tumblr. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, I, again, I'm I'm excited for Justice League. I think it's hard to not be excited at least a little bit. You want to see all these characters together. But you want to see them done right. Well, we're not getting that, so... <laughs> <laughs> Temper your expectations, Aaron. Well, that's why I'm saying it's okay to not be excited for the film, as I'm sure many people no, are. you have to be excited. You have to. <laughs> well, the thing that you said to me that really can, like, confused me a little bit and scared me the most was when you said they're going for a a lighter tone and a more fun tone to the movie which is like after watching batman v superman they obviously didn't think that's where they wanted to go with it they wanted to keep it dark and so why are like this is the thing i just i don't care if it's awful just don't lose your artistic integrity while making the movie you're like well this is the movie we want to make but nobody wants us to make that movie well i guess we'll make this one that yeah but the thing is movies are a business 
So it's like you got to make sure you're getting a return on your investment. You can't just make any movie you want. You got to make sure you make you make a movie people want to see. I know, but then it's like let me get like Transformers movies. People want to see them. uh... That's democracy in action. Okay. Yeah, it is. Darn it! (laughs) Darn you, democracy! Uh... I don't know. What's after Justice League? Well, technically, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's before Justice League. League. Oh, that's true. I always forget about that. How do we, how do we feel about that? Yeah. I, Anything? At I'm all? excited for every single DC Universe movie to come out because I want to I want to see this universe expanded a lot more than the Marvel Universe because DC Universe trumps the Marvel Universe in every way besides the movies right now. Agreed. Yeah. So therefore, start putting out some decent, solid movies. Marvel has figured out the like equation to where they can get a good movie with the action. DC, you better. Yeah, does that bother anyone else that it's basically Marvel just has an equation now? Like, it did bother. That was my thing with Ant Man, and none of you listened to me. <sighs> I listened to you this time. I'm saying after I watched it again. I'm saying like, we oh, need yeah. to steal the equation or do <laughs> steal something. Steal the formula. Or or factor something out of it and multiply something into it. It's not really that hard to understand the equation. Well, you know what? It's, kind of, you it's talk... basically treat your characters right, give the audience what's they, what they want, <laughs> equals success. You know, just... And DC yeah. seems to have Also, give the of audience something that they don't think they want until they want it, like Guardians of the Galaxy. True. You can do one of those every once in a while, which is what they're trying to do with Suicide Squad. Which... But anyway, on uh, or, God, or something that good. the people want, but someone doesn't want, is Dan- Danny DeVito as Pikachu. Yeah, I want that. I want that. <laughs> I'd ship it. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, you were going to say oh, something? I was just going to say, going, uh, getting back to Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, going back to Wonder Woman. Um, I'm just... I'm. Uh, I, I'm what I'm excited about is I wanna I really hope it succeeds in terms of uh being the first uh major uh so, release of starring a female hero. Yeah. You know. That's the main thing. So yeah. obviously And we all know the, Jacob's gonna weird Marvel thing for to the punch heroes. Why? It's true. <laughs> Why do you say it's this? true because in all the games you have a female character. Okay. So in every game that they let me create a character, I always pick female oh, me too. because there's not enough yeah, you, there's not enough females why, in games. Why do you do that, Aaron? I don't know. I just like playing as the females, you know? It's more fun. You know, all all the games that come out nowadays are just like they're all the same bland white male guy. And you're like, yeah. no, I don't I don't white, want that. White grizzled man with a huge machine yeah. gun. I mean, it's, like, no. I pr- it's like, well let's cha- let's make it a huge grizzled woman with a big machine <laughs> gun. Like why not? I mean I I prefer to create my exact face. It, so oh. I personally, well, I, can, I can understand. The so like when, when I made blood, when I made my character in Bloodborne, I tried to make myself because I want to be slaying nightmares and demons. Bloodborne. Right, and I made Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I don't both, understand both that valid here. valid points, you guys. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's, yeah, let's like get obviously back they're to beating it. Marvel to the punch of having the first uh, female-led major motion picture, and hopefully, and hopefully it won't. The punch is solid. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I thought that was a good sort of pun, but no one else did. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's Wonder Woman, Justice League, and then after Justice League, 
It's Aaron, you know this. <laughs> we know there's Flash. a Flash movie. I want to see it's Flash. I don't know. I think it's Flash. It, no, it is. It is. It is Flash because um their director just left. But they got a new one. Yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, they did yeah. get a new one. Who is it? Who's the uh, I forget his name, but he directed uh Dope. Oh, oh, yep. Yeah, I just read. Yeah, I remember. Now. Oh, is that that? Yeah, that's, that's on Netflix, right? With ASAP Rocky. Yes. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed one Dope, of, so I guess I'm excited. Yeah, Dope is good. One of the weirdest, um, one of the weirdest scenes in that movie is like when she's all when the one girl without the shirt was all hopped up on drugs, and then she's trying to have sex with the guy. She's like, and then she just yeah, like ever, all over him. Over. Yeah, and he's like, oh, <laughs> and then he goes to the then he goes to the interview in that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that movie, Lacey? <laughs> oh, you not. should watch it. It's on Netflix. I'm sorry. I've heard it's great, though. I heard it's great. I mean, um, ASAP Rocky's in it. That's all you need. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bud. He's a rapper. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting so off topic. We just keep on stuff. going on tangents here. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, it, DC is just... Yeah, maybe DC it's, actually it's is a tangent. Cool. Therefore, it's a parallel. DC is just one big tangent of movies that keep... Talk, like trying to do something different, but it's not working. <laughs> yeah, but I just I want to see them succeed. I do too. And the Flash movie, I think, could be good. Hopefully, hopefully that the director leaving doesn't bode well or doesn't bode. Well, I mean, it's it's that. far enough well. away from a release that it shouldn't affect it. Yeah. Well, I'm and uh, okay, continue. I'm excited for the Batman solo movie. Because oh, how can we forget? Because first of That's all, Ben be Affleck did a great job as Batman and Batman versus Superman. We all can agree that with that because oh, we yeah. see a darker Batman. 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 And another thing that also Ben Affleck is directing this one and writing and right. Well, and writing. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I thought was pretty funny is that like someone brought him the script and like, okay, let's get let's get going, let's get directing. And, he's, and he read the script. He's like, nah. Like, I need a better script than this. Like, I've been screwed over before with a bad script, and we directed a movie, and he kind of, like, chuckled. In the, like, in the comments, it, like, he chuckled, like, pointing out Daredevil and how messed up that was. I was like, wow. <laughs> ben Affleck's just a savage. I, ben Affleck is a savage. <laughs> so, the, the, fact, the fact that he's, like, taking really taking his time with this one, and, like, I see good things. Yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah, definitely I, a talented uh, director. One of the best, I'd say, out there right now. So I would definitely be interested to see what he does. I feel like this is the first movie in a long time that might challenge The Dark Knight as my top movie of all time, you know? Wow, yeah. really? Just another Batman movie? Well, I mean, that, I, I think that's why it will be able to challenge it, because it might be, oh, like, okay. everything I like about that Batman movie, but it does it better, and then I'll have to concede that it's, you know, it's the better film. Batman murders everyone. <laughs> just, everyone he comes in contact with, he just batterings them in the throat. <laughs> it's like that uh, that college just... humor video. The ones they did. Oh, yeah. Batman puts people to sleep yeah. or whatever. He's like, going to the farm. <laughs> the old people farm. <laughs> anyway, do we have anything I, else? I, think, I feel DC. like we shouldn't, since we a... went on so many tangents, we shouldn't go on to uh, discuss every single individual film, but maybe some. Right, yeah. I mean, let's just let's just overall thoughts agree. kind of thing. Yeah, overall thoughts on DC. What do we have? Give me excited good for movies. the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this all goes. I hope. I hope it's good. But if it's not, I'll probably still like it. I mean, I like Batman v Superman. 
So figure <laughs> end quote DC figure yeah. out your own equation. And with that, we move on. <laughs> oh wow! All Done. right, we're moving on. We're moving right on. We're moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. That was such a disjointed segment. I'm sorry, oh, guys, but we are was, moving. It was on a to very general topic. It was. Uh, we're moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. You can call me the big friendly giant. Purge because staying in is an American. Now, first up, we have bringing up my notes. Oh, I already know up. what it is. Right. It's uh, Legend of Tarzan. Oh, the, the Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> Oh, God. The $180 million Legend of Tarzan movie. <laughs> really? That's Starring how much... Alexander Skarsgård. That's how much money they um, put in that movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think... Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Now I have um, to see it. And is Andy Serkis in it or no? I don't think so. I just think wait, wait, David. You, you want to see it now? Oh, no. I think the movie looks awful. But now that Samuel L. Jackson's in it... Oh. The game is Jane. Oh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Margot Robbie's uh, Jane. I didn't know she was yeah, in it. Jane. Oh, no. Oh, Margot, no. No, this movie looks awful, oh, in my opinion. Like, I don't think they needed to do that. Well, not the fact that they didn't need to... First off, they didn't need to do this movie. Second of all... No, yeah, that's... It looks awful. So, that's like, the sure. fact that they're they're keep, like, trying to do that. I'm like, no, we gotta just chill out. It's like, how did we not learn our lesson from Pan? That just because you can, <laughs> just because something's in public domain and is well recognized, does not mean people want to see a movie about it. See it, yeah, right. And especially not for that high of a cost. I really don't understand uh, the budget that was approved for this movie. Yeah, that's that's way too much. Especially because it's it's not. I just don't, it's not going to be good. It's just not going to be good. I, I hate to. Well, I, I mean, like, I mean, it, like even it's... if it is good, there's not enough interest out there for a Tarzan movie, good or not, right. to uh, make back that money. And they're doing they're doing the same thing that Alice in Wonderland did. Like they're taking the story that everyone loves and knows, and they're like, "Well, nope, this is not that story. This is the story in the future. This is what happened after that story." Right. It's like great, great. I don't need to see this. I don't need to see Alice go back and question uh, is this real or is like no it's obviously real you've been here before shut up (laughs) um and this one it's like i just don't understand why we have to do this i mean there was already the hit series on toon disney about what happens after tarzan i mean what 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 do what else do we need from that if this was if this was the uh, disney live action remake of tarzan with all the with all the phil collins uh songs then, yeah, now yeah. I'd be down with that. I would, I could get down with that because Phil Collins, man, oh, <laughs> could sing me to that's, sleep. That's one day. of the Disney's best soundtracks, right there. You know? Yeah, it is. I agree. Um, yeah, but I just so let me just let me just read the uh, top review, user review <laughs> for The Legend of Tarzan. I don't like those type of movie. There we go. That pretty much uh, sums it up. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and this the really sad part is I do like David Yates as a director. I like what you did with uh, Harry Potter. And that was actually, you know, all he's really ever done. But, um, you know, it's sad that he's he's taking his first step 
in Hollywood out of Harry Potter, and it's going to be a movie that I think we can all just kind of assume isn't going to be good. But then he's immediately jumping back into Harry Potter with Fantastic <laughs> yeah. Beasts. He's like, so. yep, screw it. He like basically realized his mistake, and he's like, yep, yeah, I'm done. I'm done now. Yeah. So Legend of Tarzan. Don't see it. Don't see it. Maybe, no, maybe vote with see, your it, see it if you want to, but it's still going to no, flop. No. Yeah, see it if you want to, nothing can save it. (laughs) (laughs) Next we have The Purge, Election Year. How are they still making these movies? I I never saw the first one. Or the second (laughs) one. Oh, it's so bad. I've seen both. Have you seen both? I've seen one. I haven't seen two. Oh, two's much better than one. Good, good. Because, like, the thing is, uh, one was, like, they were all trapped in in their house. It was basically a home invasion movie. With a with the twist of the purge, you know, as the, like the backdrop. Which didn't need to. But yeah. then the second movie, they actually they're actually like it's about a bunch of people that are stuck out on the streets during the purge, and then like how they have to come together to survive or whatever. So it definitely took better advantage of uh, the concept. So Aaron, yeah, between is the first purge movie and the second purge movie at the same time of the purge, or are they like a year purge apart? Because don't they do the purge every year, or is it the same purge? You um, understand my question? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think they might specify what year it is. I think years. it's supposed to be different years, but it doesn't really matter because you know they're taking place in a different locations with different people. So, okay. it, so I suppose it doesn't really matter. Then they do but, it again. I, but, but then the, which, this third one is going to have uh, at least one returning character. Oh, yeah, really? uh, yeah, the senator, the blonde girl, right? No, the uh, the dude. Well, she wasn't in in the other ones. Who? The, As I said before, I've never seen any. Of them. I didn't see two. Uh, Frank, I didn't see two. Frank Grillo, I think. Frank yeah. Grillo. Oh, Who Crossbones. Played uh, yeah. Crossbones in the Captain America movies, but he was the lead in the second movie, and now he's returning for the third movie. Well, that's cool. Other than the fact that it looks not very good, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it looks good? I. This just doesn't appeal to me, I don't think. After the first one, I was like, okay. This is like a worse version of The Strangers, which I already don't like. So, Well, I mean, yeah, like the first and second movies are very different films. But okay. I might have to I wouldn't exactly second. say... Should, I wouldn't would you exactly recommend say, seeing it? I wouldn't... I don't know if I would recommend it. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> for you, but not as like a general recommendation. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, if you have the time, do it, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. If it's your type of movie. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm, I, I'll i watch the third one. Just because, you know. But, I mean, Elizabeth Mitchell's in it. It's Juliet, guys. We should love this. <laughs> it's like, it's sad. Because I do. I really do like Elizabeth Mitchell. Um, Loved her and Lost. And I really want to see her succeed. But this movie doesn't make me want to, like pay money and be like here you go good job elizabeth mitchell unless it's good could be i don't, I don't know. know i don't know i, I guess Dave, wait david you said you haven't seen either of them nope not at all okay never mind then the first one all you need to know is that it's awful and just don't watch <laughs> it's all right it's not awful it, no it's, it's pretty awful it has its moments it, it has its moments that are no, yeah, you're right. It's, it's bad. Just like, oh, bad. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the whole like the subplot first... with the daughter yeah. and the 
and her boyfriend. Oh yeah, and then her boyfriend like as soon as the purge starts, he like comes downstairs and like tries to kill Ethan Hawke, and it's just like yeah, the dumbest thing ever. It's so dumb. It's so bad. And I like Ethan Hawke too. That's the thing. I like a lot of these actors that are doing these bad movies, presumably bad. Again, we haven't seen three, but <clears throat> anyway. Let's just, well, I don't I mean, know. Any, anything else to say about the I purge? just want to say I love uh, the combination of their tagline and their name. Yes. I think that's going to bode well yes. for them with, whatever with the, it's called the purge election year. And then the tagline is keep America great. And that's just, yeah. you know, it, it's perfect. You know? I was like, they really took advantage of that one. Like they rode that one hard. And I think it's going <laughs> like, to pay the right. payoff for them. I, I think that's going to work. Oh, yeah, me I too. think that's a brilliant bit of uh, marketing. So I agree. I agree. Anyway, moving on to probably the movie that I'm I'm pretty excited for, uh, the BFG, which is the big friendly giant, you know, not the gun from uh, from God, what's what's it called? Anyway, I'll I'll remember. Anyway, the BFG, the new Steven Spielberg film, uh, based on a book by Roald Dahl. Um, David has never heard of this book. How have you never heard nope. of this book, David? I've, because I've let me tell let it. me tell you why. When I was a little kid, guess what the book books my parents read were read me read me when I was young. Wow, I, I mean really I know the answer, but English. tell the audience. <laughs> audience, if you're listening, the books that I read were No David, the book series where a kid like which is living his life, and the parents, no matter what he did, would say no. <laughs> Yeah. What? Just wow. Rude parents. Just rude parents. And like, how does that make me feel as a kid? Awful. How do you think I slept at night? I did it. Can't do anything. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Just cried yourself to sleep every night, every night for years. Um. Yeah. BFG, starring Mark Rylance as the big friendly giant. Um. He won an Academy Award this year, guys. Yes. So. I and mean, now he's gonna be in really like surprising. This movie and like another Steven Spielberg film or whatever. It's just like Steven Spielberg's just yeah. like keeping him on now. So. Yeah. Hey, he's a great actor. I really. Yeah, it was him. definitely a good performance in uh, Bridge of Spice. Yeah. And then Ruby Barnhill, who, a child actor, so I mean, I don't know if she's been in anything else. Nope, just the BFG. <laughs> and then we got Rebecca Hall, Penelope Wilton, Jermaine, Jermaine Clement. <laughs> Jem- is he from, He's from Play, Play the, the Concords? Yes. That's what I figured. He looks like it, yeah. Um, Bill Hader, too. Yeah, I think both of those, they both play uh, the evil giants, I believe. Okay. Interesting. Again, so I've not read the book. Do you want to, like, tell us a little bit about it, Aaron, since you've read it and you kind of know the story? Right, like, I think I've read this multiple times, or at least had it read to me a couple times and read it myself, but... Basically, you know, right. it's just, like, this girl who's, like, in an orphanage, and then one night she stays up late to, she stays up late enough to, like, it's, like, the witching hour, they call it or whatever, which is, like, three in the morning or whatever, and that's supposed to be when, like, right. magical creatures come out and play or whatever, and then uh, she meets uh, the big friendly giant who kidnaps her, basically. I mean, it's <laughs> not, it's not. He's so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stockholm Syndrome, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, no, basically, he, he takes her, and then, like, uh, they go to the land of the giants, and she finds out he's a friendly guy, he likes collecting dreams or whatever, but then there's a bunch of evil giants as well that are, like, bigger than him or whatever and meaner than him. And then, I forget, I don't know, the details are kind of vague, 
because I haven't read this in a while, but right. I know at some point they go back to uh, England, which is a uh, it it takes place in England, and then they meet the Queen and they basically get the Queen's help in defeating all these uh, giants that uh, want to eat people. Interesting. I'm excited. I'll probably see it um, because love Steven Spielberg. Um, I also like Roald Roll, Roll Dahl. I know how to speak. Um, so yeah, this should be interesting. But um, believe it or not, this is Steven Spielberg's first Disney movie. Like he's never done a Disney movie before this, and that's was oddly surprising to me when I heard that. I just would never have guessed. I suppose. I don't know, David. Oh, David, are you like excited now that you've you've heard what the uh, story is? No, not at all. <laughs> not not even with uh, Steven Spielberg directing. Nope. Not nope. even wow. not even with that cast. Doesn't really get get me going in any way at all. Well, maybe you're dead inside. <laughs> oh, sick. See bro. now, bro. <laughs> See now, if there is a no David movie that was coming up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the rights are given to someone. Someone you got you got you got to get, get those guess rights. Who go- Guess who goes what? to that? Guess who what? Me. You. No, yeah. David. I my parents no. would even take me to it. No, David. You can't no. go see that. No. No. Do they, like, spray him with, a, like, a little spritzer <laughs> bottle? Like, whatever. No, David. <laughs> no. Just torture this kid. I don't know. So the big friendly giant. Um, probably go see it. It's it's getting pretty uh, decent reviews, I'd say. Um, not too great. I think the major but, complaint um, is that uh, it's not... As dark as the book is, like you know, Steven Spielberg makes mm. it more lighthearted. As you know, as yeah. is his style. But yeah, he. Yeah. I don't know. I'll so, see it. Yeah, well, we might be able to talk about it. Yeah, we might be able to talk about it on the podcast next week. Anyway, next we'll be moving on to what have we been watching this week? Demon. Flash, flash, hundred yard dash, buddy. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Who would like to go first? I can go first if you guys are not ready. Sure. I can go first because I have a very short list actually. So, been watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about it, and I've only watched like two episodes. So you're not done with season one yet, right? No, no, no. I'm I'm on episode eight, oh, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. I need to. I'm gonna watch tonight. But um, I've been playing a lot of games. David and I've been playing a lot of Indeed. games. So we uh, I haven't been able to watch that much. Oh, this is the thing that I want to talk about. I saw Finding Dory again. Already? You already I saw really, it again? Yes. I because I'm like I, I something's wrong with me. <laughs> like I, I how can I be the only one that doesn't like it? Saw it again really really like it now like for some reason it just clicked with me this time it it didn't feel as rushed for some reason i don't know what, oh what maybe happened. because you like, are first... you know where it's going now that's that true. might make it feel yeah. less rushed but yeah i i very much so liked it so much better the second time so, i have still not gone to see it so you still can't oh, talk Aaron, spoilers oh. 
Oh, Neither have I. You suck. Sorry. I'm just kidding. It's, it's not my fault. It it's because... no one else in my family wants to see it. And since I don't have a car, then I can't go to the theater uh, unless the rest of my family wants to watch a movie. So I've seen, like, nothing this summer. I just didn't want to that's... spend the money to go see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's mine. Game of Thrones and Finding Dory. I watched... What What do you guys What got? did I watch this week? Um... I watched Now You See Me right before the podcast. Um, oh, okay. It was enjoyable. Right. It was enjoyable. Yeah. All right. <laughs> go, Aaron. Go. Oh, I was, no, I was just going to say that we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. And, like, you you basically said you, like, enjoyed it. You didn't, the plot twist didn't bother you. And no, I, I mean, I would have liked, like... I would have liked going into the movie and see and seeing it without knowing that there was a plot twist because I knew that there was going to be one at the end. I didn't know what it was going to be. But, oh, you know sorry that always that. takes. You know, there's always a plot twist. Yeah, was, right. was that my fault? Did I? Did I? Was yeah. that because? Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, sorry about but that. <laughs> since, since you're not, you since really you're not in Michigan, I really can't like beat the crap out of you. So I just, <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to leave our state in here, so I might have to edit that out. Since you're far away. You say you say Aaron's far away all the time. and I say he's I far think, away. I think, I, 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 think I said where I was from in like the very yeah. first podcast. Anyway. Oh, fine. We'll leave it in. States are a big place. We'll just, I'll just edit out this whole we section. Can, we can read right. the entire right, address. Ready? But I thought one of the best scenes in the movie was the Dave Franco fight, fight slash magic slate of hand scene with the um, FBI agent who was played by um, Mark Ruffalo? Uh, yes, thank you. Is that who's in the fight? Okay. Yeah, and it's 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 really good because it shows like a lot of quirky slate of hand and like real magic tricks that can be done on an anyday basis and he incorporates them into the fight and then he just throws cards and hits them in the face and then I just thought that was funny. I, don't I would know definitely why. agree. That's the uh, best scene of the movie, though. Yeah, but and and then like one like super weird thing, like part of that scene that just came out of nowhere was that um because he ends up tying up Mark Ruffalo, and then takes his walkie-talkie, and then Mark Ruffalo like swears at him, and then all of a sudden he gets this weird look on his face, Dave Franco, and and instantly copies his voice and then says it into the walkie-talkie, and, and I was yeah. like, wait, what? Like how did <laughs> like I know people can do that, like they can listen to the voice, but it was just really weird how he just like oh by the way i could also do this i'm just like what <laughs> all right but it was it's good <laughs> well just proves that aaron's wrong again well i mean <laughs> no. i think it proves that uh <laughs> people can have disagreeing opinions nope no nope. someone has to be wrong aaron someone has to be wrong I, well, i'm not saying it's the best movie ever but because first of all, I didn't see it when it came out. I saw like how many, like three years later, when the second one came yeah. out, and my my little sister was like, "Oh yeah, we have that movie." I was like, "Oh, I should watch it because you know we've talked about it before." Are you going to see the second one now? Oh like, no! Even, like on DVD, even. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I'll see it on DVD, of course. But like, you think I'm going to go spend money in theater? Nah, no, Man, don't do that. Crazy, you crazy. <laughs> you you crazy. Aaron, uh, or do you have anything else, David? Yes, I also, and I mean, Aaron's going to connect with me, but obviously not you, Jacob. But I also watched Perks of Being a Wallflower again. Oh, man. 
Man, I, I teared up a little, I'm not gonna lie. My sister has it. I'm gonna have to buy it. I don't it think you can watch that movie it. without tearing up a little bit. Like, I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm bawling. Like, now I know something sad is coming. Stop it's not it. even necessarily something that, well, coming. I mean, there are, like, sad moments, but even, like, just some of the happier moments, you're just like, oh, it gets you right in the feels, oh. you know? Yeah, like, there's so much, oh, okay. there's so much just content that you just wanna grab and you wanna, like, mm, like, oh my goodness, this movie's so perfect. Basically, that that's how you feel the entire movie, but also like emotional. Oh, yes. And I'll, yes, I think that's all I watched. I'll have to watch it ASAP. Yes, do that, Lacey. <laughs> you watch something else? You said nope. Oh well, never mind then. <laughs> Aaron, what okay. did you watch? I actually watched uh, quite a bit this week. You know, I think I, I think oh, last wow, week was right. my light week, but this week I watched quite a bit. You'll uh, make up for me not watching anything. <laughs> so first off, I uh, I finished watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or at least whoop, whoop. at least huh. all the seasons that were my, on Netflix. Amen. Right. My final time for a while getting to use. Uh, I know, I know, you're gonna be disappointed about that. <laughs> but yeah, love the show. Gave it, gave it yeah, five stars so on Netflix. You know. Oh, and, Adam boy. Yeah. You know, you know, it's real. <laughs> a little. Uh, there. As a little teaser, you guys are actually getting two episodes this week. Uh, one on your normal day, Tuesday, obviously you're listening to it. Um, and then a later one on Friday, which uh, we'll not talk too much about Always Sunny right now, because maybe that bonus episode will have something, a little something to do with Always Sunny. Right. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, you'll probably hear more about Always Sunny later, and uh, my thoughts, maybe. the group's thoughts, everything. <laughs> so, moving yeah. on. Okay, so since I finished... Always sunny, you know the, you know living my life. I always gotta keep moving, so I always, always I jumped always. right into the next show I was gonna watch, and I actually started watching two shows this week. And so oh, well, the first right. show I started watching was uh, Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. I hear that's really good. It is pretty good. I'm actually almost done with the first season already. It's only like a ten episode season, and the second okay. season starts later this year. Yeah, I've seen previews for it. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. You know, there's some interesting camera work, some great acting. Actually starring the guy who's in Until Dawn. He's one of the leads in Until Dawn, the PS4 yep. game. And he does a really so good that's, job. That's pretty cool. For sure. Good. Yeah, he was really good in Until Dawn, for sure. So he's he might be an upcoming uh, actor to look out for. And then uh, what was the, the other show I started watching was uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is... <laughs> I've not even heard of It's a that. show on uh, the CW... And basically, you know, okay. it's just about this uh, girl who had, you know, the, her boyfriend broke up with her in summer camp. And then, like, many years later, she's working as a lawyer in New York. She comes across him again. And then she's like, oh, we should hang out. And he's like, oh, I'm moving across the country. So then she is a bit insane. So she also moves across the country to meet him. And then she just tries <laughs> to uh, get back together with him. And it's also a musical. So there's songs. Oh my god. Is it good? I've I've only seen the uh, first episode so far, but I don't know. I I'm enjoying it. It's, you know, it's it's funny. Okay. Uh, the songs are good. Now What is that on? Is that is that on Netflix it, or what? It will be on Netflix eventually. Okay. But so I'm it's watching like it on uh, TV right now. For, no, like it the, well like the season's done, but like uh for a short while iTunes was giving away the whole first season for free. So I'm like, oh, I might oh, as well download this. Okay. So I did, and then I just finally started, got around to watching it. 
But like there was this one of the songs in the pilot episode is the sexy getting ready song. And it's basically kind of like juxtaposing uh, the the girls like acting like getting ready is all sexy and everything. And then like the reality of what girls get, go through, like putting on all their makeup and like, you know, curling their hair and everything. And it's just it's, you know, it's a brilliant song. So that's what sold me on the show okay. on uh, watching more of the show. Okay. Well, I might have to give it a, a watch when it's on Netflix. That sounds interesting. And then uh, also in TV, I'm moving on now, but uh, okay, that's. Fine I also then. wanted to bring up Game of Thrones, but obviously I'm in a different part of the show than you are. Yeah, you're like caught up. Yeah, now, you're right? in season one. I heard this. I heard this past episode I mean, was see, the best that's episode. That's why I wanted to bring it up because the uh, <laughs> past episode, which I'm obviously not going to spoil for you or listeners, yeah, don't. but it was for me. Or I'm, David, yes. God, I'm a part of this podcast, Aaron. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I didn't know you had any... I didn't know you were going to be, like, watching the show at some point. I will be. Don't worry. Once I get that password from Jacob. Uh, oh, my God. Hey. You get a free month. Just use your free month. You can watch it all in a month. You it's can, only, like, yeah, 60 episodes. But, yeah, anyway, continuing the, but new, yeah, the new episode. Obviously, David, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Thank it was just... You. One of the best episodes of the entire show, and it's basically it's basically like all one giant battle between these two armies, and like HBO spent like twenty million dollars on this episode reportedly. Holy but crap! It was worth it like wait wait twenty million? Twenty million dollars just on this episode. <laughs> but it was oh worth God. it because it was a very very well directed and everything uh, episode, and a very intense battle, and one of the best episodes of the show. And if you're caught up, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, then I'm not going to spoil it. And it's just something to look forward to when you get, like, five seasons down the line, Lacey. Yeah, I know, right? And then, okay, so then uh, in terms of movies I watched this week. See, I watched a lot this week. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Come on, feed it uh, to us. I finally got around to watching uh, Zootopia. Oh, yes. Oh, Zootopia. So good. Loves it. Yeah, it was it was definitely a a good movie for sure. But um, what's that supposed to mean? Aaron? What? I'm just saying <laughs> it's, the, a, it's a it's a good it's a good movie. The one problem, David, have you seen this film? No. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Not, yeah, don't ruin it I for don't, me. Do you even have any interest at all? Well, I mean, I'll go I'll go see it eventually, but like as again, I just it, I didn't want to go. It didn't appeal me to me enough for me to go spend money in the theaters. Right. So, well, can you can you address your problem with it without? Yeah. Well, uh, basically, I was just okay. gonna say the the one problem I had with it is Disney did the same kind of thing with the villain that they've been doing for like the past three films in a row. Do you do you know what I'm getting at? Just like, oh, like tread lightly, Jacob. Like the like the um. Plug your ears, David. <laughs> Take out your earphones. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little. All right, wait, wait at the camera. Just wave at the camera when you're good. Okay, you can see us. Yes. Okay, we'll, I'll wave when we're done. Three and and spoilers two, for the audience, I suppose. One. Yeah, spoilers as well. Go or or just cut this out. But all right, so we'll leave it in for the people who have seen it. So, are you talking about like the twist? Yeah. Like how it's always like how it's one? always they're yeah. introduced as someone you think is helping the heroes, but then they turn out to be the villain all along. 
I mean, they they did yeah, they, that they in Wreck It Ralph. They did that in Big Hero Six. They did that in uh, Frozen, Frozen, and now they're doing it again. It's like it's getting old. You're doing it too much. Yeah, that is a problem. That yeah, I didn't even think of that. But that's a good point. All right, let's wave David back in. Are you in, David? David, you back? Huh? We can't see him on our screens. That's why Hello. the audience Hello. are confused. That's why we have to wave at each other. David, are you in, man? I'm always in. Okay. All right. So, but okay. anyway, <laughs> Utopia. It was it was beyond my minor complaint there. It was very good, very funny. Really well done. Really funny. Really great message Definitely. to it too. Which like, it's it's timeless and timely at the same time, in like a way that very few movies ever. ever what What really impressed me about it is like, like I knew obviously like kind of what the topic they were gonna delve into. Uh, in this film beforehand, because, like, I had heard conversation about right. it when it was first released. But what really impressed me is that, like, there wasn't a clear uh, analog to, uh, like, either side of the predators and the prey in the movie or whatever. It's like they both face their own forms of discrimination or whatever. So it's not like you could right. label one side as, you know, like a direct analog for the sides in real life. So it's like, I don't know. I thought that was very impressive. Like... Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, they, they couldn't have timed this movie any better, I don't think, for issues that are happening now in the world with xenophobia and Donald Trump and <laughs> all that stuff. Like, they, they it's, it's timed so perfectly, I think, mm-hmm. with a message that, <sighs> I hate to say it, but it's true, very few people have any care for in this country right like my like, my dad i watched it with my dad and my dad's like okay that's a, this is, movie is very unsubtle with its message and i'm like first dad it's for children and second there yeah. are many adults who seem to not be able to grasp what this film is getting at <laughs> yeah, so like, maybe blunt exactly, is exactly. what we need we do need that that's that's the <laughs> that's the perfect explanation and, and that's a, one of the things that i thought of when i was watching it the first time i'm like this is I'm like, okay, like, I get it, but I'm like, okay, but other people don't, and, like, so you, you kind of need to just hammer but, it But even them. then, like, I think it's very uh, nuanced in, like, it's delving into the topic, like, it's, like, there's obviously, like, the clear examples of discrimination in, in the right. uh, city or whatever, but then there's also, like, they do a lot more subtle stuff, just, like, kind of, like, the way people are viewed by others, like, just, like, the subtle ways they're de- described by others and stuff like that. And it's just trying to get into more of those deeper uh, systemic uh, examples of uh, discrimination in society that sometimes we don't even realize are there or don't even realize we're taking part in, even if uh, we can recognize and, you know, condemn the uh, larger issues, you know? So it's a very uh, mature look at the topic for a kid's movie, I thought. Yeah. And then there's just that heartbreaking scene where like oh i'm still back in it it's it's not it's not a spoiler it's it's like it's so the predators everyone like hates the predators or whatever and so like she the lamb mom or whatever like pulls her kid closer when the tiger sits down i'm like this is just it's so real and it like hurts it's like oh america (laughs) i don't know (laughs) anyway that's utopia Definitely see it. It's it's in my top five shortlist for top five um, this year. Mine too. Yes. Definitely the best animated movie. 
And then I have, I watched, moving on, I watched another okay, movie this week, but I'm actually going to save that, that because that's my, it's my pick for a uh, bad movie of the week. So. Oh, a tease. <laughs> a little bit of a tease. All right. Well, that is uh, what we've been watching this week. Um, now we will be moving on to our ranking segment. This week we will be ranking the Captain America trilogy. I would love to go first. Just don't know when to give up, do you? I'm going to do this all day. David, go first by all means. Well, my the first top best Captain America movie. The best one, okay. Three. Yeah, I agree. Three. Civil War. Civil War. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. Just finished. Just finished, Aaron. Just just finished, Aaron. <laughs> and then I, it goes three, two, one for me. And okay, that's not. That's, we all have different lists. Oh Great. God. No, I think. <laughs> like, I, granted, I haven't seen one in a while. But for, oh, outstanding. for so good, I haven't seen one in a while. When I saw one, like it was good. It didn't really like do a ton for me. It was a little bit. It seemed slower to me. Not like as action packed as I thought it could have been. I don't know, but that's my opinion. And like, and don't like think that I like too because I'm hopping on the Bucky train, but because I'm not. <laughs> I don't understand the Bucky like, train. Like, I never will understand. I do. The I under, I understand it to an extent, but like I just think two was better made, a little more action. It, like it, it dives. Like I do enjoy Bucky, but I'm not like pushing that steam train ahead. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like. Oh yeah. I'm kind of like, doing that for you. Yeah. <laughs> They're pushing that. But it goes three, two, one. All right. And well, Aaron, do you want to go last? Oh, uh, sure. Since you'll probably persuade all of us. Um, so my ordering is three, Civil War, uh, one, First Avenger, and then two, Winter Soldier. I don't know that I've talked about it on this podcast at all, but I am not a huge fan of Winter Soldier at all. Um, I've watched it again recently, and, uh, I, I do like it a lot better now. Um, but I, I can't put it past the first Captain America film, honestly. Um, First Avenger is just closest to marvel at its best i think um hell, i don't hell know hydra. maybe it's just because i hail hydra yeah of course they, they say that in all three so i don't know <laughs> i don't know why that had to be the first one but um just the whole just every scene that's in the in the army camp um i love and i think those are just really great setups for characters um especially steve rogers but anyway aaron you want to say your list then? Yep. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys because I'm putting uh, Winter Soldier first, mm-hmm. then Civil War, then First Avenger. So, uh, two, three, one. So, First Avenger is definitely last then because both of you guys put well, it Well, I mean, last. I love the film. It's one of my favorite Marvel films. Oh, yeah. It's just, it ends up on the bottom just uh, due to the strengths of the uh, other two. Yeah, but, but it's Aaron. like when we did the Dark Knight. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, just think, yep. think about this, Spider Man. But think about this. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Think okay. about this, Spider Man being introduced into the wait, wait, into <laughs> the Marvel universe, doing well, and giving us a new Spider Man movie. 
But 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 think about this, David. If we were to take Spider-Man out of Civil War, what effect would it have on the rest of the movie? Like none. Uh, a big effect. It would be less awesome. <laughs> it would have a very large effect on it. <laughs> it would make no difference no. to the plot. Whatsoever. Yeah, because you completely take out Hot Aunt May and Tony Stark's snarky comments, <laughs> and that is a very big plot point, in my opinion. But, but what? Like, I love the Spider-Man stuff. I love the Spider-Man scenes. But oh, obviously you don't because you're like, oh, it but <laughs> whoa, whoa, tensions are running <laughs> you high. Take it oh, out of the film, and it wouldn't make a up. difference to the rest of the proceedings. You know, you know what I mean. No, I get you. It's just like all of a sudden Tony Stark's like, oh yeah, I know the Spider-Man guy. He goes to get Spider-Man. He brings Spider-Man for the one battle. And then Sp- and then he's like, oh, you're done here, kid. And then that's like the last we see of Spider-Man. And yeah. it's just... Chill. It, it's cool, Chill but... It, the next movie would challenge Gambino. It, it was definitely tacked on because they were like, hey, we got Spider-Man back. Um, no. Oh, I, I read an, uh, an interview that, and wow, I wish I knew how to talk an interview with uh, Joss Whedon where he's like begging Marvel. He's like, Hey, we got to get in talks with this to get Spider-Man or whatever. Cause he wanted him for Avengers two. And then right when they were finishing filming on Avengers two, they're like, Hey, we got Spider-Man now. And he's like, oh, it's, it's too late now. I can't use him anymore. It's like, uh, it's a little sad anyway. Okay. But so... I would say like that lack of focus is why I put uh two above three, even though I like, I really like both of them. Ah, I do too. So, what what is our list going to be? We, me and Jacob both have three. So, does that make it? We agree three at top. So, I mean, it might have to go three, two, one. Bang! David's original pick. David, I don't know. I don't think there's winners can, for can ranking, I... but I mean, David uh, won. I feel happy though. But how? But how can you people not see the, how how you know how three is just like less focused? You know, you got like. <laughs> It's it's not even a Captain America movie. It's an Avengers movie. Yeah, and I'll pretend that the movie was titled event titled titled was titled Avengers Civil War. I'll just pretend forever. But no, um, I I just don't like Winter Soldier that much. I'm sorry, Aaron. It's like yeah, we can realize how unfocused Civil War was, but can't take back how bad Winter Soldier is. It's not bad, I'm sorry, I don't mean that. But there were things in, in Winter Soldier rewatching it that I'm like, uh, I don't know about this scene. Especially the one where they find uh, Arnim Zola in the bunker. Oh, I or love that scene. It's so I, comic I love it. I loved it too, the first time. And then the second time, I'm like, this just felt kind of rushed. I, I know, know. I know some people like don't like that scene because, one, it's an exposition dump. Like a really awkward it exposition is. dump, and two, it's like the it kind of throws off the tone a little because it is much more comic booky than the rest of the film. The rest of the films, you know, obviously tried to do it in the vein of a political thriller, and then all of a sudden you have this, you know, computer Nazi guy, and it's like, <laughs> all right, computer Nazi guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry, Aaron. I think we. Uh... We majority rule yeah. on this one. At least, at least two's love. not last. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take number one being last. I do love number one though. Anyway, our official I'm ranking: happy. three, two, one. I'm, David, David got exactly I mean, what he I'm, wanted. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm. This, how could we let this happen? <laughs> he got exactly. Well, with only three films, everyone has to. Someone has yeah. to get exactly what they want, pretty much. Well, we could have went one, two, three, and no one had gotten what <laughs> yeah, they wanted that, there. <laughs> that wouldn't that have would made any sense wrong. because that would be a, very wrong. Anyway, that was our Captain America ranking. Uh, bringing it back to the first podcast that we ever did, talking about Captain America. Now we're going to move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Aaron, you teased us a little bit. What what do you have for us? It's, this is a film that's on uh, HBO Now. So oh, god. Okay, I'll so have to watch it. You can watch this, Lacey. But it was just okay. like uh, a couple days ago. Um, me and my brothers, late at night. It's like it was like midnight, and we're like, "Oh, we should watch a movie." And you know, the best thing to watch at midnight is a really crappy horror film. So we oh, go wow. on uh, HBO and we pull up uh, Ouija. Oh no! Oh no! And obviously, there's a obviously a lot of there's a sequel. This, yes, that was that was another re- reason we watched it is because the trailer for the sequel came out this week or whatever yeah but tell us i mean tell us i mean david and i are all ears i've never seen i've never seen ouija neither have i (laughs) not a big fan of board game movies (laughs) yes this this has for a second attempt at a board game movie and i actually i actually made that comment because like the the movie starts out with like these two little girls and they're just like sitting using the ouija board and then they just like going over all the rules and i'm like were the screenwriters so confused about how to turn a board game into a movie that they just went to the <laughs> instruction manual and just used that as their starting point? Oh, God. But it's just... I It's... So, even by the standards of, like, horror films, which can range... There's definitely great horror films. I'm a huge advocate for horror films, but there is a lot of crap that you have to sift through. And this is just, like one of the worst films I've ever seen. It has some of the dumbest horror movie characters ever. And that is, you know, saying a lot, obviously. Right, yeah, there's some dumb ones, definitely. But, like, the like the thing is, like, every single thing that happens in their movie is entirely their fault. Like, every single bad thing that happens to them is all because of their stupid decisions. <laughs> I mean, examples, I guess? Well, I mean, just, like... The whole plot. I mean, okay. Say. the the first The first example: don't play the Ouija board. Yeah, don't play. That, that, the how is this supposed to make? It. How is this supposed to sell Ouija boards for? Hasbro? That's what we were asking. Like, you'll end up dying. We're like, how is this? You know, promoting your product here. <laughs> if people yeah, play with this and they die, but that's a strange choice. But I don't know how much I can say without. Should I, I I suppose I can just spoil this since it's the bad movie of the week. Yeah, go Basically, for it. the first terrible. I think we kind of have a. We kind of have a. A, a way about the bad movie of the week that we will spoil it if it's you kind of have movie, to so. yeah but yeah actually david that was exactly what i was getting at their first dumb decision is that just like this girl her her friend dies at the beginning of the movie and then she's like oh i really miss my friend i really wish i could talk to her and then she finds a ouija board or whatever and then she's like oh maybe this is the way to go and then like <laughs> then there's, there's, there's like this old grandmother character who comes in and she's like 
oh, don't use that uh, Ouija board there. It's bad for you. And the girl's like, I know, Grandma. And then she proceeds to use the Ouija board. Why do they even have it? <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> it was found it? in her friend's attic. And then her friend used it. And uh, she used it alone, which is like the number one rule, apparently. You're not supposed to use it alone. And then okay. so she died. And then she died because she used the Ouija board and then her friend is like you know what I want to talk to my friend so I'm going to use this Ouija board and I'm going to get Was she no alone? she got like a group of friends together okay. and then they just like start talking to the Ouija board or whatever and then they think they're talking to their friend and then they find out they're not at all or whatever and then oh, God. but then it's just like every single thing they do after that is even stupider like there's this uh, it's revealed that like the spirit they do communicate with is like this girl from like the 60s or whatever and her mother was a medium and she used her little daughter as a conduit for the spirits from the Ouija board and then her daughter like went insane or whatever and so they they talk to the little girl's sister who's still alive and the sister's like oh you need to cut the stitches from the girl's mouth or whatever so that she can defeat the mother spirit or what that's haunting them and so they go do that they go into what is happening in this? They film? go into the house <laughs> and they they cut the stitches off of the corpse of the little girl that was that was killed because she was like a conduit for the spirits or whatever. Wait, they have the corpse of it's the girl? in the basement of the house, <laughs> and it's like genius. It's, it's, oh my God. it's this really terribly designed house where the only access to this room is this tiny little like ventilation shaft that they have to crawl through, and then there's this whole other room underneath the house, and it's like. Why would the architects build this room that only has one small, tiny little entrance? <laughs> For plot. Because movie, Aaron. <laughs> but then they, they cut, like, the uh, stitches off the girl's mouth, and then the girl, like, screams and defeats the mother spirit. And, but then one of their friends keep on dying, so they go back to the old lady in the retirement home, and they're like, what's going on? And then it's revealed that the mother was actually the friendly spirit the whole time, and it was the little girl that's the evil spirit that's trying to kill them, and they actually just helped free her. And it's like, right after using the Ouija board to start all this, you then make your problem (laughs) worse. (laughs) And it was so frustrating. If someone ever tells you, go find this little girl that's hidden in your basement and cut the stitches off of her mouth, never do it. Never do that. Call the police on them. I don't know. I don't know what charges you'd have on them, but call the police on them. I just okay, but it's it's I, just one of the laziest horror films I've ever seen. Like it's not scary at all, but like even its attempts to be scary are so sad. Like they do that, they do that <laughs> thing, you know, like when you have like a door and like you're at a certain angle, and then like they close the door, and then a person's like behind it or whatever. But it's just like yeah. they tried to do that, and it's just like so slow. And you're just like, "Is this supposed to be scary? Was that was that a jump scare?" <laughs> oh god! So like, Ouija boards to begin with freak me out. So like, I don't know if I could be able to watch this movie. <laughs> like, it's not scary, I guess, but still, they just like, oh, they give me like, uh, like going back to Until Dawn. Um, they play the Ouija board in one of the sections or whatever, and you have to like make choices or whatever. And it just, just that one little sequence, it's not even that scary, but it just freaked me out so much. I'm like, uh, nope, not doing this. This movie won't like, scare you. If this movie scares okay. you, then you either need to watch more horror or just, 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or you have just very low standards for everything. <laughs> so, Ouija, um, so the sequel's coming out. And that's what's weird about it, is, like, the sequel is, uh, is a prequel. It explains the origin of this little girl with her, like, mouth shown, uh, sewn, or whatever, and then... But, like, it's weird, because, like, you're watching the first film, and they, like, they have, like, characters, like, tell the plot of the entire... of what happened back then or whatever. So it's almost like... Mm-hmm getting the characters to read a plot summary of what sounds like a much better movie that's going to come out in another two years. And it's, it feels awkwardly like almost like this is a sequel, an unnecessary sequel to a better film that came out years ago. And it's just, (laughs) it's almost like the whole plot of the, the prequel film. It's just kind of like, uh, the, the plot, of the first film is meaningless. It's just like a little add-on tag to the plot of this other film. So it almost felt like they weren't making the film they wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And from what I've I've read, like basically uh, they had a different version of the film and it didn't do well with test audiences. So they added all this backstory in. So it almost feels like they, when they set out to make a movie based on the Ouija board, they thought, oh, I guess I suppose this is one way we could do it. And then everyone hated that way. And then, like, when it was too late into production, they're like, oh, man, this would have been a better idea to do. You know, we could have done this film instead. Yeah. So then they just tack all that backstory into this film awkwardly. And now they're making the film they wanted to make first off. I mean, okay, it must have done well, right? To, to warrant a sequel? It... I think it made like a hundred million worldwide on like a five million dollar budget. Okay. Oh well, yeah, there you so, go. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was like the only horror movie that came out last October or two Octobers ago or whenever it came out. Yeah, it was like two years ago now. Was it? I think so. Yeah, because Conjuring was three years ago. That was 2013. Yes. Right? Okay. Well, there you go. Watch don't, Ouija. Don't it's on watch HBO Ouija. now. Don't watch it. But that's the whole point of the bad movie of the week. I'm just I'll saying, I'm just saying it's it. terrible. Oh no. well, yeah, of course. Don't watch it if you don't want to watch an awful movie. Now, guys, it is time for the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's gonna bug me if I don't. Your music's bad, and you should feel bad. It's my turn this week. I have a I have a pick. Aaron, we got um, this. There are th- we got this. Me and Aaron are one and all. <laughs> you guys are actually. Um, there's three different reviews that are for the same movie, but I'm going to start with one, and if you want the next one, tell me. They're gonna get progressively easier to guess from. So you can guess at the first one if you want, and then if you get it wrong, I'll be like, all right, well, how, here's this next one. Then you can guess again. And then we'll do it that way. So there will be three three reviews. Uh-huh. All right. <clears throat> Starts out with a blank, so I'm sorry. <clears throat> blank itself is pretty cool, but the rest of the film is tedious. I can understand how it was considered great for its time, but it just doesn't hold up anymore. So you don't really have much there. You might just want to go right to the second one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean... Got, I got nothing. Yeah. just yeah. I, That one was just an add-on. That's like, okay, it's... <clears throat> well, I mean, I think, David, we know it's like an older movie. Because yes, they say uh, it's great for its time. 
Okay. This one takes a while to get going. Two and a half stars, sorry. This one takes a while to get going. Unlike Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first part is kind of interesting due to mostly the set design. Still though, it's a lot of setup for a very little payoff. I could imagine this was revolutionary back in the day, but now it just seems cliche. <laughs> Which, let me just acknowledge that something can't be cliche if that's what invented the cliches. <laughs> like, just because they did it first. So, <laughs> we're getting a... So it's an old movie that's long. And it, they name-dropped uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I'm not sure if it's a, another horror film, maybe. Right? Yeah. Right, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, what? So, what's a? Is it like Friday, like the OG Friday the Thirteenth? How long? Are the, how? What's a really long horror movie? I don't know if the Friday the Thirteenth movies would count as a good film by our standards. The first one, I think, maybe. I mean, it got mixed. Re- it's it got classic. mixed reviews, but yeah, it is a classic. So what's what do you, what's an old horror movie? Because I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Like I've watched three, as I've said before. So therefore. Well, around Texas Chainsaw Massacre time, I suppose, that was like the start of the slasher craze. So you would have Halloween. Scream? No, Scream was like late 90s. That's 90s. 90s. You'd have like... Don't know why I'm helping you. Halloween, you'd have like Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. You'd have, uh, I don't know, I, uh, outside of slasher, you'd have like Exorcist wasn't that long before that. You'd have, I don't know. I, I think we should just get the third review. I wouldn't be you able to get it. One? You don't even want to take a guess. Does that oh. hint that we? Does that hint that we already have said it in our long list of things? No, it doesn't mean anything. All right, here we go. Half a star. They're really going deep on this one. <clears throat> Except for the occasional jump scene, this movie was slow, ponderously directed, and banal. Nothing really happened in it, except for a couple of climax scenes. Which is something happening. <laughs> Sorry, these reviews just get to me. It was nothing more than average fare. Such a shame, since I really love some other blank blank director's name here movies. Well, so we're right about the horror. You guys have all the pieces. You just need to. The director has two blanks in his name. That might be something. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not Madonna. It's not a Madonna movie. Um, like Shyamalan. No, that'd be three blanks. Then. I know. What does the M count on? Hmm. But if it's an old horror film... I'm thinking. The director has more merit to his name, as you heard at the end Which of that could one. could be John Carpenter. could be Wes Craven. could be... I don't know. I can't not. What? I can't, no. I just, I'm not going to look at the camera. I can't not laugh when you guys guess stuff. I don't want to give you any hints. I don't know what you're thinking, David. Yeah. What about Psycho? I suppose Psycho could work. That was definitely earlier than... Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. Wait, Lacey, can you read us one of the reviews again? Uh, any of any of them except for the first one, I suppose. The first one wasn't very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was bad because this is a great movie. <clears throat> Alright, um, I'll read you the third one because I thought it was probably the most helpful. 
Except for the occasional jump scene. This movie was slow, ponderously directed, and banal. Nothing really happened in it except for a couple of climax scenes. It was nothing more than average fare. Such a shame since I really love some other blank movies. And then they list a bunch of the movies. That oh, can you name some of those? No? no? I'm good. No. Alright. Yep, I'm good. Uh, what's the what's, uh, second review? Give me just the second review. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. Second. Come back in. Alright. Like the... Oh, okay. Like the other big horror film of the decade that you guys kind of already guessed. I'm not going to say it, though. <clears throat> this one takes a while to get going. Unlike Texas Chainsaw Massacre, however, the first part is kind of interesting due to mostly due mostly to the set design. Still, though, it's a lot of setup for very little payoff. I could imagine that this was revolutionary back in the day, but now it just seems cliche. So Psycho was made in 1960. Chainsaw Massacre was made in 1974. Yes. I have a hint for you guys. It's not, like, really a hint. Well, I mean, if but... it's the same decade as Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's 70s, that would rule out Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. But it, Halloween was 79. So it could be Halloween. Who made Halloween? Uh, John Carpenter. Who also did uh, The Thing, uh, Escape from New York, They Live, a I... bunch of other acclaimed films. So... I don't, I don't know. Is that a good... Jake's shaking his head. I don't know. You guys can guess whatever you want. I'm I'm down. Maybe I'm just trying to fake you out. No, you're not that smart. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. What are you feeling? Well, I mean, unless it's not a slasher film. I mean, I've just been going on slasher films because they compared it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, kind of. So what would be another I don't Poltergeist. Know. I don't know. Poltergeist. Poltergeist was eighties. That's eighties. Uh, so okay, so what what are some movies that are that aren't slashers in the seventies? Uh The Exorcist would probably be the biggest horror film of the seventies. Who who's the director? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. I think Halloween would be the better guess. What do you think, David? Uh, yeah, what do you guys have? My vote's for uh, Halloween. Uh, take Halloween. Okay, it's not Halloween. Uh, you guys are going to kick yourselves. You haven't even mentioned the movie that it is. And it's like one of the greatest horror films of all time. It's Alien. Oh. Okay. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come uh, on. I don't... Well. I was thinking of pure horror, aliens, sci-fi horror. I want to, you know. I want to consider alien. <laughs> oh come on, come on. I want to. Uh, what David? I wasn't going to consider alien a horror. Oh, it's it is, but it is. Well, it is, but it's until they like, got with away from sci-fi, it. and yeah, the sequels aren't. But it's yeah. still Prometheus. <laughs> oh God, Prometheus! Oh, oh, Prometheus. I was just thinking of that today, and I was looking for the review. I'm like, why did they feel the need to try to explain where where the where they came from? Like, why? Why did they feel the need to even make this movie? Like, it's I don't, I don't know. know. I I it's a very I like Prometheus. Choice. So 
Wait. What? <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I like it. I like the visual design, and I like the themes. And that was enough. That was enough to compensate for the terrible plotting for me. I well, can't believe you like Prometheus. That's like one of the movies that I'm like, Aaron definitely hates this movie. And I'm like, I've never even like, th- like thought to ask you about it because I'm just like, oh, I already know he hates that movie. <laughs> That's wow, wow. So how do you feel about Alien Three? <laughs> oh no, Alien Three is bad. Alien Three is fun. What about Alien Resurrection? That that I've never even heard of that movie. I don't think that movie exists. I'm just I'm oh, gonna okay. pretend was that like, movie was serious? never made. Now what about the acclaimed films Alien vs. Predator? They're so bad. <laughs> I almost yeah. picked uh, AVPR for my bad movie of the week. Oh, that's 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 uh, that's something. That's a movie. Is it? Is it a movie? <laughs> it's. I, I, I might pick that, scenes that a later that, time. Uh, yeah, you should. That is a very interesting film. Anyway, it's been real. Alien. If. If, yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched Alien, you should, because it's a great film, so do that. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to Episode 7 of Rebooted Already Underway. Um, we will be back on Friday with um, a, a little mini-episode for you, so be excited for that. And then back again next week, although I don't know if David will be joining us or not. But, we're, yeah, you'll know. You'll know right away. We'll either introduce him or we won't. So, <laughs> I don't know Bang. what I'm even saying anymore. If you want to... What, what, what? No. What, what, what? What? I don't know what you're trying was, to say. I was wanting you. You said something. I say anything at all. You can't see me saying oh. anything. Oh, that's true. We can't see you. We can't see I think you. Anyway, if you want to check out David, you can check him out on Twitter at tbex15. That's two S's. Um, he was threatening to tweet something about Pokemon today. So, who knows? Aaron... You can check him out at littleflamedude.com. No, littleflamedude on Twitter. You can also find him at Reboot Already Underway on Tumblr. Uh, he writes reviews and stuff. He just wrote an awesome piece about uh, the top ten episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You can check that out. Um, and then you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr and Jacob Scott Music on uh, Twitter. Also, you can find me at Jake Lace on YouTube. Also... You can find me everywhere. You can find me everywhere. You can... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> There's one more that I'm trying to plug, but I can't remember. Oh, it's the Reboot Already Underway Twitter. Uh, you can find that. Uh, there's links to it on all of our Twitter pages, I believe. So you can find it that way. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all on Friday with a brand new mini-episode. Until then, thank you guys for listening.